0: You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this
1: is Rick Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the brothers brand podcast this one is a very special one episode 90 any given saturday the 2021 college football conference (laughs) championship weekend say that 10 times fast in this episode any given saturday the short portion that we do towards the tail end of all of our episodes in the fall, highlighting college football games that Saturday, takes over. We are going to be going over all of the championship games that are going to be played starting Friday and Saturday to determine who are the champions of that conference. Rick, this is an exciting time of the year.
1: Rob, this is one of my favorite weekends throughout the entire sports calendar year. We love college football. Our listeners love college football. Our mother loves college football. Everybody's jazzed up about college football in the fall. And it all culminates the first weekend in December where the conference champions will be crowned. So without further ado, Rob, let's get into this. I'm excited. Let's do it.
0: All right. We're going to go through all of these all of these games. And we're going to start. We've got a lot of games to go through. So let's get rolling with this. We're going to start on Friday, December 3rd. We have the Conference USA Championship game between the Western Kentucky University Hilltoppers, eight and four, versus the University of Texas at San Antonio Roadrunners, who are 11 and one. Okay, and this is at seven o'clock on Friday. And it's going to take place in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. Very excited for this matchup, Rick. Give us some fun facts about this matchup.
1: All right. No pun intended here, but this will kick off the weekend with that seven o'clock Eastern start. And what's neat about it is in conference USA, the team that plays the best during the regular season gets to host the conference championship at their home stadium which is the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Now, Rob, this has been the Roadrunners' best season by far, and it would be, for the first time ever, their conference championship, should they pull out the victory Friday night. A couple things to know about this Conference USA championship. Western Kentucky has actually won it twice. They went back-to-back in 2015 and 2016, both teams this year had a record of seven and one in the conference. USTA lost last week, snapping their undefeated season. And what I looked into, Rob, was a little bit on both of these teams and found that these coaches are young guys. These guys are trying to establish a program. They've been there for a couple of years, respectfully, and they both continue to produce winning seasons year after year. And now they're going to get a chance to face each other in the conference championship. A rematch of week six back in October, which was one of the best games all season long in the entire country. Rob, give the stats on what took place on October 9th, week six, when the Roadrunners won 52 to 46.
0: Yeah, this was wild. Okay, so we have uh, the... West, We have uh, the quarterback, Bailey Zappi, uh, who had 523 yards in the air and five touchdowns. And then we have the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers quarterback, Frank Harris, and he had six touchdowns in that game. We also have the uh, Western Kentucky wide receiver, Jareth Stearns, uh, have 16 receptions. 195 yards and two touchdowns and another Western Kentucky university wide receiver um, and Clark have seven receptions for 160 yards and three touchdowns. It was just a wild shootout uh, between these teams and I'm expecting something very similar.
1: I am as well, Rob. I'm going to go with the Roadrunners, although they lost last week, which was heartbreaking for their undefeated defeated season, and it knocked them out of the top 25. I do believe that the Roadrunners pull it off at home in San Antonio. You think the same?
0: I think the Roadrunners win. Disappointed to see that they lost last week. They were in the top 25. It was a Cinderella uh, story season for them, and it's going to keep going with their first Conference USA championship.
1: Aim into that. An hour later, Rob, Another conference championship game kicks off, a little bit more notable. This one's on national TV on ABC, 8 p.m. Eastern Friday night. The 10th-ranked Oregon Ducks, that's right, Oregon Ducks, 10-2, and two, take on the Utah Utes, who are 9-3 and three and ranked 17th in the country. What are your thoughts on this one? Why don't you give our listeners a little facts as they get excited for this Friday night matchup?
0: I'm pumped up for this matchup. I'm so excited. I'm going to be glued to ABC for this Pac-12 championship game. The reason why is because, one, it's being played at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas where the the, uh, Las Vegas Raiders play their games. And that stadium is easily the number two stadium in the country just behind SoFi Stadium unbelievable. What an atmosphere. It's the first time the game's ever being played in Las Vegas, and they're going to be there for a couple of years. The winner, the winner of the Pac-12 represents the Pac-12 in the Rose Bowl game on New Year's Day. So whoever wins this game is going to be playing on New Year's Day in arguably the most notable bowl game in college football history, Uh, down in Pasadena, which you and I have had the pleasure of going to and watching a UCLA game. So it's going to be a magical game there. So very exciting. The Ducks have won the past two years and Oregon won 37 to 15 versus, um, uh, versus fifth ranked Utah in 2019. Okay. And then Oregon is 4-0 and in their Pac-12 championship game history. They do not lose in the Pac-12 championship. Third, Pac-12 championship in the previous four years for Utah. So Utah's no stranger to the Pac-12 championship either. They just don't have as many Ws underneath their wind belt, okay? Uh, week 12, Utah shattered Oregon's fourth-ranked CFP possibilities with a 38 to 7 win that i predicted on an earlier any given sunday. They ran the ball 50 times, special they had a special teams touchdown and Oregon missed two field goals playing at Salt Lake. Now, yeah, that
1: game was all Utah. They looked unbelievable in that game. Now this game is not going to be played in Utah. This game as you indicated earlier will be in Las Vegas. I think that might even things out a little bit more but like you said Oregon continues to win these Pac-12 championships Utah's in them do you think they get over the hurdle Friday night and head to the Rose Bowl
0: I think I'm gonna double down and I see you rocking the Oregon swag I see you rocking it beautifully green is a great color for you my friend green is a fantastic color and I love that hat that's got to be the number one hat that we own in all of our collections So uh, I know you're going to go Ducks. If you don't go Ducks, that's disrespectful to friend of the pod, Phil Knight. Um, I'm going to double down and go Utah Utes. I think it's going to be a lot closer, but they are playing with such emotion this year. They had two tragic losses of uh, players who passed away last year and, and this year, and they are playing with a lot of heart. Um, And I think that Utah will win this game. It's going to be close. I think it's going to be 31-28.
1: Wow. That would be an epic game. And what a way to finish up the Pac-12 season for those two teams. Of course, Rob, as we know, Ducks fly together. Okay. And the Oregon Ducks are going to win this game. They're going to go to the Rose Bowl. They're going to come out with the best uniforms on New Year's Day in Pasadena, and they're going to get that win again. Mario Cristobal is leading one heck of a program at Oregon, and they will get revenge on the Utes Friday night. Let's keep this gravy train rolling because we got nine championship games, action-packed Saturday. Let's do it. You ready, Rob? Yep. Let it roll. So here we go. Noon. It's the Mid-American Conference, the MAC Championship, Rob. On ESPN, Kent State Golden Flashes versus the NIU Huskies. Now, the Flashes are seven and five, the Huskies, eight and four. Both teams have suffered losses this year. Fun fact about this game it's been played at Ford Field, home of the Detroit Lions, since 2004, and that's where they'll be on Saturday afternoon. Now, the Ball State Cardinals won last year, defeating the Buffalo Bulls. Neither team is back for the championship. We've got Huskies and Golden Flashes Saturday. Rob, NIU finished 6-2. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. They hide Central Michigan, who was also 6-2 in conference play. But their head-to-head matchup in Week 8, NIU defeated Central Michigan – 39-38 on a game-winning field goal at the Horn. If that doesn't prove to you that every game matters and every play matters, I don't know what will. But after the season ended last weekend, they went to a tiebreaker, and that came down to that winning field goal back <laughs> in week eight. So that's how they got to this championship. This Huskies team, Rob, they, they're they not... <laughs> This could be their ninth MAC championship. This is going to be their ninth appearance. They're four and four. They're hoping to get over the 500 mark with a fifth win. A couple more fun facts I have here, Rob. Kent State's only other appearance was in 2012 when they lost to NIU in double overtime, 37-44. So a little rematch of 2012. Preseason, Rob, NIU was picked to finish last. And Kent State was picked to finish first. So Kent State lived up to the build this year. NIU shocked the world, and they got one more game here in the MAC championship coming up on Saturday to try to keep that Cinderella season going. Both coaches are in their third season. NIU, Thomas Hammock, he was Baltimore Ravens' assistant coach prior to this. And Rob, in week 10, which was November 3rd, Kent State defeated NIU 52-47 to in Kent, Ohio, on a Wednesday night on ESPN2 for the national country to watch. They're going to be back on national TV on Saturday. What do you think of this? Do you think the offense puts up crazy numbers like they did a few weeks ago?
0: Rick, I'm looking at the stats. NIU's quarterback threw for over 500 yards and three touchdowns. One of their wide receivers caught 14 balls for 309 yards, three tutties. Kent State's running back ran 23 times for 173 yards, two tutties. And another running back, another running back went 15 touches for 103. It's going to be offense, offense, offense. The defense might as well not even take the field. Uh, I really... Love that NIU made it on a field goal. So I'm going NIU Huskies on this one.
1: As am I, Rob. NIU, I think, gets the victory. They get to 9-4, and and they find themselves in a nice bowl game end of December.
0: Let me give a shout-out to Kent State. Kent State is no stranger to producing NFL athletes. There have been a lot of NFL players to come out of Kent State that have been game changers in the NFL real quick. One Nick Sabin is from Kent State and played defensive back there. And Joey Harrison was a defensive tackle at Kent State. Julian Edelman was actually a quarterback at Kent State and got converted to wide receiver at uh, the Patriots. And then also Antonio Gates, he didn't play football there. He played zero downs of football at Kent State. He was there. Uh, power forward on their basketball team and then tried out for the San Diego chargers and is arguably top five greatest tight ends in the history of the sport.
1: Where else are you going to get content like that? Other than the brothers brand podcast, Rob, that was beautiful. The Mac conference is always fun to watch. Another great conference that you and I enjoy is the mountain West conference. We've spent time at several mountain West universities watching games And it's not the SEC by any means, but it's a fun conference. And Saturday afternoon on Fox, 3 o'clock Eastern, the Utah State Aggies, 9-3, take on the San Diego State Aztecs, who are 11-1 and and ranked 19th in the country for the Mountain West Championship. This is going to be played in downtown Los Angeles, that soccer stadium in Carson, California, and Rob, we've got some fun facts. Here we go. Utah State finished 6 and 2 in conference. They too, just like in the MAC Championship scenario, they tied one of their fellow conference foes, Air Force at 6 and 2 during the season, but in week 3, Utah State won defeating them 49-45. So another wild game early in the season came down to a tiebreaker late in the year to determine who'd be in the championship. And Utah State, because of that week three win back in September, they're in this championship. They were picked to finish third to last in the conference this year. Also shocking the world by doing what they've done so far this season. And this is Coach Blake Anderson's first year at the helm at Utah State. And he's doing one heck of a job. The winner of this game, Rob, will play in the Las Vegas Bowl at the end of December. So a lot riding on this here for the Mountain West Conference. And these games began uh, play in 2013. The conference decided, let's have a championship game. And in 2013, they began playing these games. Utah State lost in the inaugural game in 2013 to Derek Carr's Fresno State team. San Diego State won back-to-back Mountain West championships in 2015 and 2016. They're looking to get back into the winner's circle. They both have played some power five teams this year up. It's kind of cool to see what they've done. And uh, why don't you take the last few fun facts from this matchup and tell me who you think is going to win here.
0: Yeah, San Diego State, uh, some notable uh, games that they played this year. San Diego State beat Arizona, but they lost to Utah in overtime. And then on the flip side, Utah State beat beat washington state and then they lost to byu okay on halloween last year in 2020 the aztecs defeated the aggies 38 to 7 i love the aztecs i'm going aztecs on this one i like their offense i like their defense i like their team rick who do you have
1: I think the Aztecs are the better team, Rob, and I'd like to see them get to 12-1, and 1, maybe finish the season if they could with a bull win and get into the top 15 rankings by the end of the season. That'd be pretty cool for the Aztecs. Rob, let's keep the gravy train rolling and take it down to the Sun Belt championship game, Saturday afternoon, ESPN, 3.30 Eastern, when the and Cajuns of Louisiana, 11-1, and 1, 24th in the country, mind you, are playing host to Appalachian State, who's 10 and 2. App State is very notable. They are a team that has won this conference before. These two teams have battled it out for the conference in the past. This conference, also, just like a few others we've mentioned so far, the team who does the best during the regular season hosts the conference championship game at their facility. And that's what. They'll be doing at Cajun Field in Lafayette, Louisiana, Saturday afternoon. So here are Go some ahead,
0: fun, here are some fun facts about the game. The Sun Belt Champ- Conference Championship started being played in 2018. In the inaugural Conference Championship game, App State defeated Louisiana 30 to 19. Following year, App State defeated Louisiana again, 45 to 38. And then the next year, Coastal Carolina and Louisiana play, were so scheduled to play last year in 2020. However, Coastal Carolina had a COVID outbreak days before, so that resulted in no game, and Coastal Carolina and Louisiana were considered co-champions of the conference. Uh, four-year Louisiana head coach Bill Napier's final game, He's leaving for the University of Florida Gators head coaching job. In week seven, which was October 12th, the Ragin' Cajuns defeated the Mountaineers 41-13 to in Louisiana. Louisiana's balanced win, 209 yards passing, 246 yards rushing, nine players caught passes, the defense forced turnovers, And Louisiana lost week one on September 4th to the University of Texas, and they they currently have an 11-game win streak, okay? So I am going to go with the raging Cajuns and Bill Napier's final game as a Sun Belt champion. He's
1: built an incredible program down there in Lafayette, Louisiana, Rob, and I do believe as well that the Cajuns – that are raging we'll get to 12 and one after this game and send him off with a W as he goes on to bigger and better things in the sec with the Florida Gators. But let's keep this one going, Rob, American championship game coming up Saturday afternoon, 4 PM on ABC and typically wouldn't feature a team with a lot of college football playoff implications. However, however, Number fourth-ranked Cincinnati Bearcats, who are 12-0, and 0, undefeated on the year, play host to the number 21-ranked team in the country, the Houston Cougars, who are 11-1, no slouch themselves. This game, as I mentioned, is going to be played in Cincinnati at Nippert Stadium, home of the Bearcats, and Rob, this has got a lot of implications on it. This is the first season the American championship will be between top two teams in the conference. Historically, it always been the top division winners. So they had two divisions and they normally would take the winner of each division and pair them up against one another. But this year for the first time ever, they just said, scrap the division winners. Let's just take the two best teams from the overall conference. And that's what we're gonna have Saturday afternoon. Houston won the inaugural American Conference Championship in 2015. This is their first return to the championship since 2015. Cincinnati won the championship last year, 27-24, at home to Tulsa, and then lost the year prior in 2019 to Memphis. So they're becoming a regular in this conference championship, Rob. Cincinnati's only lost since the 2019 american conference championship was to georgia last year in that epic peach bowl by three points so they basically went undefeated all last season in the regular season they've done it again this season and their only loss over the last three years has been that peach bowl loss crazy luke fickle their head coach he played at ohio state and he's in his fifth season as the bearcats and he's rumored to potentially be possibly leaving cincinnati over the next few weeks let's see how that one plays out Houston's head coach Rob has gained a lot of traction because of his success at West Virginia Dana Holgerson he's in his third season with the Cougars but had coached at West Virginia from 2011 to 2018 having a lot of success there you were there for the shootout Baylor in West Virginia oh my gosh that was an epic game and coach Dana Holgerson was calling the plays so you better believe it brother Now, Rob, a couple of fun other things here going on in this conference is that Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF are slated to be leaving the American Conference for the Big 12 in a year. So um, it'd be a heck of a way to send these guys out here, Houston and Cincinnati, in one of their final years with an epic championship game. Talk to the fans that are listening to this podcast a little bit about the last few fun facts we have for them.
0: Yeah. Houston's only loss this season came in week one at home to Texas Tech. They lost 21 to 38. The Bearcats defeated the Cougars in 2020, 38 to 10 in Cincinnati. With a win, Cincinnati would likely be in the college football playoff. Cincinnati's attempting to become the first team from uh, a non-Power 5 conference to crash the playoffs. I am, Rick, I'm all in on the Bearcats. Let's go. Bear down. This is going to be great. Desmond Ritter at quarterback, what a great, classy young man. He's going to be playing on Sundays next year. They have a running back, Ford, who's just an absolute animal. Uh, I was watching a game earlier this year against uh, it was UCF versus Cincinnati in Cincinnati, and their running back, uh, I think it's Micah Ford, had five touchdowns in the first half. It was absolutely bonkers. Um, so I am super uh, high on the Bearcats. I'm buying the Bearcats in this game, and I want them in the playoffs.
1: Rob, I actually would love to see more chaos. I'd love to see the Houston Cougars create some more magic in what has been a magical wild season. However, I just don't think that the Bearcats are going to let that happen. They're a great team with a great coach in a great home atmosphere on Saturday. So I too think that the Bearcats will get to 13 and 0 and maybe just maybe be in the college football playoffs. Now, Rob, Here we go. What some might consider the granddaddy of them all on Saturday afternoon.
0: let's, Let's back up. Let's back up because you didn't do the big 12. You skipped right over the big 12. You didn't go over Oklahoma. We got to go over Oklahoma state over here, kid. And then we hit them with sec. So let's go with Oklahoma. Let's go with the big 12 championship. My friend, let me, let me go through the big 12. Is it cool if I go through the big 12, Ricky? Hold on one second, Rob. Okay. Oh, my goodness gracious, you're right. You passed right over it. For some reason, the MAC was more exciting to you than the Big 12 Championship. It was completely disrespectful. So I'm going to take the horns here on this one and let our listeners know what's going down on Saturday. To kick off your Saturday at noon, bust out a beer at, at 12 o'clock, it's totally fine because you are going to be watching an absolute shootout between the, Oakland, the number five, Oklahoma State Cowboys looking to punch their ticket to the playoffs will be the first time ever in history and they're also taking on the number 9 Baylor Bears. This game is going to be at a neutral site at AT&T Stadium right down the street from you Rick in Arlington, Texas. Jerry World is going to be on fire. It is going to be a sea of orange and green, my friend. Let's give some fun facts. Baylor lost to Jalen Hurts led Oklahoma in the 2019 championship game, 30 to 23. They're no stranger to the big show. This is Oklahoma state's first big 12 championship game. Neither was picked to do well this season. Mike Gundy, the head coach of Oklahoma state has the longest tenured active big 12 coach with 17 seasons and played quarterback at Oklahoma State back in the 80s. In week five, October 2nd, Oklahoma State handed Baylor its first loss. Oklahoma State's running back, Jalen Warren, had 36 touches. They handed this man the rock 36 times, 125 yards, and two touchdowns. It was terrible quarterback play. Uh, The quarterback for Oklahoma State had three interceptions – and Baylor's quarterback had a 73 QBR rating. With a win, Oklahoma State could leapfrog the Cincinnati Bearcats with a win. They could just leapfrog them. Uh, It could happen, but especially if Cincinnati loses or Alabama loses. So lots of playoff implications on this game early, early. If Oklahoma State loses, no playoff implications. But if they win, oh, hold on to, hold on for everything, baby, because we're getting in for a crazy Saturday in any given Saturday. Rick, who do you have in this game?
1: Well, the Baylor Bears are led by a great young coach. However, I think Mike Gundy finally captures that elusive Big 12 championship and does find themselves into the college football playoffs when it's all said and done. I'm going with the Cowboys. Who you got, Rob?
0: Uh, Rick, I want to go Baylor Bears to throw it off and have some, you know, um, uh, you know, have some, uh, you know, uh, controversy here. But I'm going I'm going with the Cowboys, man. I love them. poke them. Uh, I, I called it earlier this year when they beat Oklahoma. I was really feeling it. Um, so I, I'm going I'm going with Oklahoma State, my man.
1: Absolutely. And you could forgive me. I hope the listeners do for bypassing that game, which should be, as you stated, an epic battle in Arlington. I was so jazzed up for all these games, and especially an SEC championship game, which the Brothers Brand attended just a few years ago in Atlanta between the Bulldogs and the Crimson Tide. It is a rematch, Rob. It's undefeated. Number one-ranked Georgia, taking on number three-ranked Alabama. CBS, 4 p.m. Eastern at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And Rob, this game's been played in Atlanta since 1994. Of course, Athens is just a few miles away, but Alabama has started to make this their second home. They've been playing in this game year after year after year. Since the college football playoff began in 2014, the SEC champion has always appeared in the college football playoff, and that'll be the same this year, no doubt about it. This will be the third time the Bulldogs and the Crimson Tide meet in the SEC Championship. Alabama won both of their previous two meetings in 2012 and in 2018. Georgia last won the SEC Championship game in 2017 against Auburn. They've won three total SEC Championship games. Alabama's won nine. Alabama's only loss came week six in October at Texas A&M 41-38. And Georgia last lost in November of 2020. So these two teams know how to win. Alabama's won. They won last year's SEC championship game in an epic battle with the Gators, 52 to 46, you might recall. And then they went on to beat Ohio State 52 to 24 in the national championship game. Both teams this year were picked to be in this game before the season And Georgia, Rob, they're 12-0 for the first time since 1980 when they last won it all. Wouldn't it be special to see the Bulldogs win it again? Under Coach Kirby Smart, Georgia, he's been at the helm for six seasons now. And Nick Saban, as everybody knows, at Alabama for 15 years. Even with a loss, Rob, the Bulldogs should still be in the college football playoff due to their season-long dominance. Do you think they slip up here?
0: Rick, I just want to highlight the Mercedes-Benz Stadium because I had chills the entire time you were reading this. If you're a fan of sports, you have to go to an SEC championship game uh, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Prior to SoFi and Allegiant being built, this was the marquee stadium a couple of years ago. The acoustics in there are deafening it is so loud so amazing and we went to the 2017 sec championship between these two teams and what's crazy about it rick just to paint the picture for the listeners i'm going to get to my pick in a second but just to paint the picture for the listeners rick and i were on the field during this game we had our suits on i was rocking a red suit rick was rocking a crimson suit and the colors are very close, you know, crimson and red. So when you're looking in the crowd, you can't really decipher who's an Alabama fan and who's a, uh, who's a Georgia fan, just from like looking up from the field and seeing everybody out there. But when one team scores a touchdown, you can see who's a fan and the place is divided. It is truly divided, screaming fans, deafening noise chills all over me and we watched one of the craziest comebacks with jalen hurts stepping in for tua uh to to power alabama to the sec championship game and rick i gotta say that uh georgia has been tested this year alabama has been tested as well they almost lost last week to auburn and i think That was a wake-up call for Alabama. I think they needed that more than anything. I I think that they are um, realizing that they need to step it up. And I think that Alabama and Nick Saban will continue their dominance in this and beat the Bulldogs to add a little more craziness to this Any Given Sunday segment I think that's going to happen. I'm going roll tide, roll on this.
1: Wow. That would Rob make for one epic Sunday afternoon college football selection show, because I think at that point, you'd have to put Alabama in Georgia probably would still be in leaving only two available slots for all these other teams we've mentioned thus far. I love how you described the Mercedes Benz stadium in Atlanta, especially the day that we were there when these two teams faced off against each other. Because, Rob, I think that was the most electric atmosphere I might have ever been in. It is going to be a scene Saturday afternoon. And, Rob, I am going with a team that's looked great all season, the Georgia Bulldogs, to pull it off and continue their magical run. Rob, there are so many great games on Saturday. While this game is being played, the SEC Championship game, you can find on ESPN2 the SWAC. The Southwestern Atlantic Conference Championship, Rob. That game, if you care to watch, Coach Deion Sanders from Jackson State host the Prairie View A&M Panthers in the SWAC Championship. You can. This game, Rob, is going to be held at Jackson State's home stadium.
0: Rick, I'm going to be I'm going to be watching this one over the SEC, man.
1: I think so. I think so. The SWAC's where it's at. Dion's entertaining. This one is definitely the game of the day. The winner of the SWAC championship will play in the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta versus South Carolina State Bulldogs. Since 2015, the winner of the SWAC always plays the winner of the Mid Eastern Atlantic Conference, known as the MEAC, in that previous mentioned Celebration Bowl. Due to COVID 19, the 2020 season and the championship game was played in the spring of 2021. You may recall there was some college football happening just earlier this year in the spring. That was the SWAC conference. That was these Jackson State Tigers. And Prairie View A&M Panthers, Rob, they won the 29, the tw- 2009 SWAC championship, their only appearance in this championship game, whereas the Tigers of Jackson State won the 2007 SWAC championship. They lost in 99, again in 2008, 2012, and once more in 2013. Fun fact about Jackson State, Rob, they've produced four Hall of Fame NFL football players, including Walter Payton. Only 12 other colleges in the entire country have produced more Hall of Fame football players. Jackson State, kind of like Kent State, is a team, a university that breeds talent. And as I've alluded to, Deion Sanders in his second year at head coach, he is leading an unprecedented fan and community support for the Tigers. I'm on them. What are you on, Rob?
0: Jackson State Tigers. Let's go Dion, baby.
1: Yes, sir. Two more bowl games, championship conference games, I should say, both kicking off eight o'clock Eastern, Rob, we've got the ACC. I'm
0: going to take this one. The ACC championship game. We have number fifteen Pitt Panthers at ten and two, taken on number sixteen Wake Forest Demon Deacons, also at ten and two. This game is at a neutral site. It's in Charlotte. It's where the Carolina Panthers play their game. The ACC championship game has been long dominated by Clemson or Florida State. This is the first time since 2008, neither the Seminoles nor the Tigers will play for the ACC championship game. Over a decade, has been, it has been broken. The Pittsburgh Panthers lost their only ACC championship game appearance in 2018. Wake Forest won their only ACC championship game in 2006, so over 14 years ago. NC State and Clemson came on late to try to surpass Wake Forest, but fell one game short in the Atlantic Division. The Panthers quarterback Kenny Pickett was named the ACC Player of the Year and was in Heisman Trophy talks for most of the year. The Demon Deacons quarterback Sam Hartman was named Second Team All ACC Quarterback of the Year, runner up to Pickett. In November of 2018, the last time these two teams met Pittsburgh won at Wake Forest 34-13 neither team who wins uh, neither team who wins will represent the ACC in the college football playoffs but they will likely make New Year's Six Bowl game okay Rick who do you have in this game
1: Rob that's easy for me this game might look close on paper but I've been watching Kenny Pickett I've been watching those Pitt Panthers and I'm going with the 15th ranked Pittsburgh Panthers to win the ACC championship game Saturday evening in Charlotte.
0: I'm going to throw, I'm going to make it a little interesting and I'm going demon Deacons.
1: You go with your demon Deacons, sir. And we'll just wait and see what happens on Saturday evening.
0: We will. We will. Now the big 10 championship game, Rick, do the honors of, explaining and laying the foundation for this game because this game is going to be big for college football playoffs
1: it's only fitting rob that the final college conference championship game on saturday is going to take place in the same stadium that's going to host the national championship game in early january the number two ranked michigan wolverines who are 11 and 1 Will be playing the 13th ranked Iowa Hawkeyes on Fox at eight o'clock Eastern. Now, Rob, this game has always been played since its inception at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. And the Big Ten Championship, Rob, pretty cool. The winner receives the Stag Championship trophy, and the MVP receives the Grange Griffin trophy. And I thought it might be worthwhile to bring up on the Brothers Brandt podcast. That Archie Griffin, the naming person for this MVP trophy, he played for Ohio State, Rob, and is the only college football player ever to win two Heisman trophies in his college career back in the 70s. Now, as far as this game goes, Rob, this is the Wolverines' first Big Ten championship game appearance. The Hawkeyes, they lost in 2015 in a nail-biter to Michigan State 16-13. Iowa this year, they beat Nebraska, and Wisconsin lost last week, giving the Hawkeyes the West Division Championship. And as we all know, last week, Michigan defeated Ohio State at the Big House in what was Jim Harbaugh's biggest victory as the head coach at the University of Michigan. The Big Ten was very competitive this season, Rob. They had nine teams that became bowl eligible. So it was a gauntlet of a season just to get to the Big Ten championship. These two teams have been slugging it out all year. And I think we're in for one more slugfest. Now, back in 2019, Michigan beat Iowa at home 10 to 3. This was the last time these two teams faced each other. So it's been a little while. These teams were supposed to play last year in the last game of the regular season. However, with COVID, the game was canceled. Michigan, Rob, has already received several awards for their individual play. Defensive end Aiden Hutchinson is the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Their kicker, Jake Moody, was named the Big Ten Kicker of the Year. Michigan's running back, Hassan Haskins, ran all over Ohio State last week with five TDs. Fun fact, his older brother was drafted in the NFL back in 2014. What I love to point out about Iowa, Rob, is that their coach, he is the longest tenured head coach by far in the Big Ten. He's in his 23rd season, and he's one and one against Coach Harbaugh. They face off Saturday night in Indianapolis, and I'm going with the Wolverines for another magical Cinderella story heading into the college football playoffs. Where
0: do you stand, my brother, Brandt? Mm. Iowa was number two in the nation to start the year, but the wheels have fallen off the bus for this Iowa Hawkeye team. Uh, I do love their tradition of waving to the kids in the children's hospital at home. It's one of my favorite traditions in all of football. They're not going to have that home field advantage. They're not going to have that roaring crowd. They're going to be playing in Indy. The Wolverines are riding high off OSU, beating OSU. I'm going with the Michigan Wolverines. Go blue. Let's punch their tickets to the playoffs. And let's see this team that's already hot, what they can do. Let's stir the pot. Let's get it going. Let's add the ingredients. And let's get ready for a delicious college football playoff. Listen,
1: all you fans out there, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm
0: Rob Brandt. We're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening. winner.